Hey, welcome to the Board Box Extras podcast. This is another episode of our weekly recording of 20 Minutes of Boredom with Board and myself, Subtle Rebuttal. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Board. Well, 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 if it isn't Subtle T Rebuttal. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I, uh, Great. I appreciate that you doxed my middle initial as uh, the letter T. It is. I don't remember what it stands for, but... Um, it doesn't yeah. stand for anything. It's like Harry S. Truman. It's just there for, uh, for appearances' sake. Homer J. Simpson, which uh, we found out later was the, the, the name J. Yeah. In, our, in my case, it's T, but it's just the letter T. I didn't, I didn't write it out. Fair enough. I, yeah. uh, I, I apologize for doxing you slightly. Uh, I should know better. Welcome as a pseudonym. to uh, Pseudonym Lore with uh, Bored and Subtle. Uh, no, this is uh, 20 Minutes of Boredom. Uh, as you might imagine from the name of this podcast, we are going to talk for about 20 minutes. Uh, and uh, hopefully we're not going to bore you, but we are excited about boredom because that's usually a great way to get fun. Um, so uh, quick hits. Uh, we have a podcast channel in the board box discord go there ask us questions we will talk about the subject matter that you have for us that you want to hear from us and um yeah other than that board i've got the timer set we have 20 minutes um what do you want to talk about going on in the store uh the store okay well uh we've got some fun updates this week uh for anyone who didn't catch it uh last week or the week before we have a partnership with Wildcard, which is a super fun game. And we've created some packs and bundles that feature the Wild Pass, which is kind of like their battle pass. Um, one of them comes with a B64 at a very good price. The other comes with a bunch of other goodies. So yeah, those are, uh, those are going to be up for a limited amount of time. Uh, if anyone still wants a Wild Pass before their game goes live, uh, definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, and related to that... Um, this is not the first time that the creators of Wildcard have made a game. They are most notable for creating the Age of Empire series, which is very fun and uh, has a lot of fun connections to our, our company name. But there's another game that they built, which is highly reviewed. It's a 94 out of 100 review, actually. And it's called New Super Lucky's Tale. Um, it's on Steam. And they were kind enough to get us some copies of that game. So actually, if you go to the Boredom store now, if you've racked up some Boredom from holding your board box NFT, you can go get uh, a free copy of New Super Lucky's Tale. It usually sells for Steam uh, for 30 bucks, but we uh, we want you to have it. And it's something that's really fun to play while you wait for, for Wildcard. Uh, worth noting, it's not a blockchain game. It's not a Web3 enabled game. It's just a traditional badass game. And part of what we wanted to do here is introduce you to games. It doesn't really matter what the tech is. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, it's probably, I guess, I guess subtle, it's, it's fair to say that's our first, uh, non-web three game that we've included in, in the membership. So I'm it, pretty excited about that. It also is our first game that is completed when we're introducing people to it. So there's a full game ready to go the second you get that code, um, which is pretty cool. Um, excited for folks to grab that code and play this weekend, at least for those who are not currently uh, deep in Diablo four, um, and yeah, uh, I think uh, I think it'll be it, it, it's just a lot of fun to see um, more stuff come into the space, and the folks who are building Wildcard um, come with a heck of a pedigree. So it's good to uh, it's good to see some of the other cool stuff they worked on. Um, yeah, yeah, 
And I also, have to say, I'm not I'm not deep in, in Diablo because I, I agreed not to do that until I finished Zelda, and I don't think I ever will because it's so freaking big. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that when I finish Zelda, Picture of Skeleton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we'll be sure to tweet that out later. Um, yeah, and also this week, so we've got a lot of news this week. So we have Super, Super Lucky's Tale, uh, new Super Lucky's Tale, pardon me. Uh, we have the Wild Pass packs are still available, um, and we have a new poster. Um, as for folks who have been around Boardbox for a while, every month we drop a new poster uh, to kind of get into the spirit of what's happening this month. And uh, there's no better poster than Boardbox Summer. Uh, we we thought we would bring forward um, kind of the vibe we've had inside the company for the last uh, couple of weeks about the fact that it's Boardbox Summer. We got a whole lot of stuff to bring bring out to the world and um you put together a piece of art that i have to say uh board uh gets me pretty excited to listen to like some 80s hair metal and um and just like really really get pumped um for some of the stuff we're doing yeah so with mid journey i am now officially uh, a very talented artist um i don't make any money so i guess i'm not that that far off from from most artists um just kidding i i respect all artists and they're great of a shitty comment <laughs> Uh, but I made a, I called it a retro vaporwave uh, style poster, uh, which is kind of like Miami Vice meets Tron meets, uh, yeah, like Salvador Dali. And uh, there's a lot of fun stuff coming for Boardbox. So Boardbox Summer is basically our music festival poster to celebrate that. So grab one. It's free. It's fun. It's too bored of, but it's basically free. Yeah, just show up, sign up for the email, and you'll be able to uh, afford one in about a week. And it'll be up for a limited time. Uh, usually we put out new posters early each month um, and sunset previous posters. And uh, one day uh, there will be some cool places to put those posters. But that is alpha for another conversation. Um, one last thing on the store, and then we'll get to some of the news industry, the gaming news, uh, gaming industry news of the week. Um, Subtle's having trouble. I, I should have had that extra cup of coffee that I turned down this morning. Um, we're going to have more bundles. So we uh, talking about the fact that like Wildcard and the Wild Pass uh, pack, you know, this is a way that we can bring uh, extra pieces to the puzzle than just the, the Genesis Wild Pass or just a, a B64. We can go deeper. We can give, give our customers a, a more limited experience, something that's got special collector's items in it. And uh, we're going to keep doing that. So something to look for in the coming weeks, part of Boardbox Summer, is we built the toolkits to be able to support these bundles uh, and post them for purchase in ETH. We'll also have things that are purchasable with boredom um, and get those out there. So look for more games being bundled in, more ways to get at, to onboard into um, Boardbox in the coming future, and uh, more cool game stuff. I mean, honestly, I think right after the show, board, aren't we going shopping? We're going shopping and yeah, I mean, just to kind of reiterate, I think something we talked about in a previous episode, uh, bundling stuff is cool. It's what people are used to from, you know, the old days of buying collectible game uh, packs and, and additions. It's like we've we've lost a little bit of the specialness now that we mostly download games uh, and it's just like a code and you get the game and that's it. But the idea of us doing bundles is it comes with a bunch of stuff that, you know, either helps you power up when you're you know starting a game 
or if you're just a super collector and you want to you want a bunch of cool things that go along with that game that's the feeling we're recreating because OpenSea and you know lots of other marketplaces they really kind of itemize games into these like commodities and that's not necessarily the uh, the vibe we're going for we want it to be a fun package that you're excited to play so that's that's a little bit of like background on why we've explored the bundles and why we want to do more of them Awesome. So now that we're done talking about um, the store and shilling our own stuff, which go to the boarding store, go to boardbox.io, <laughs> folks. It's worth your time. Enjoy. But you've probably already been there because you're listening to this podcast. Um, let's move on to uh, stuff that's going on in the game industry. Um, so a couple of things. One, I think we made comments earlier about Diablo 4 is being marketed absolutely effing everywhere. Um, Board, you said you're currently playing Zelda. Uh, are there any other games in the repertoire now or is it all Zelda all the time? Uh, I'm still playing a little bit of Vampire Survivor on my Steam Deck, and then um, Marvel Snap gets a little bit of attention. But Zelda's most of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very long game. I, I your your analogy to me being a skeleton still playing and trying to finish Tears of the Kingdom is probably true because I'm playing it like an hour and a half a day, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's going to take at least 200 hours to really get into it. Nice. I um I probably I'm probably past 200 hours at least on the the franchise FIFA. Um, and, uh, that, that has been my most recent addiction is, uh, definitely created a, a manager and, um, and, and going to see if I can't get a couple of teams promoted all the way up through the English football, uh, ranks, which I know for you, uh, basically just sounds like Charlie Brown teacher speak, but, um, you know. well, I, I think FIFA is the actual D- Diablo. It's just like you're circling in hell. It never ends. You can't beat it every year. You have to spend $60 to buy another version of the same hell that you've gone through. I, I appreciate that you enjoy it. It's just uh, not for me. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at what the FIFA Ultimate Team was uh, when that came to market, that felt like a very good precursor to where NFTs could go. Although I would expect NFTs to not have this weird season seasonal structure that they have because a bit of a money grab. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, love sports. It's going to happen. Um, all right. Uh, so yes, yeah, so that's a little bit of what we're playing. Um, in terms of the game industry news, um, and the title of our wonderful uh, podcast here, Luxury Gaming. Board, this week, you p- talked about and posted that LVMH, which, uh, for those who don't know, is the holding company that owns um, brands like Louis Vuitton, and uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, Moet, uh, or Moet, uh, Champagne, and these other luxury brands. I'm um, never going to France with you. Well, sorry. Um, and uh, they had a partnership with Epic Games. And I believe your cynical take was they're building a world that six people will ever experience. Um, Here's your floor. Uh, What is your take? Well, let me read you the headline and then I'll I'll give you my translation. So the the headline, uh, and this is uh, the press release essentially from LVMH, uh, which makes great products, by the way. No no dig there. Um, LVMH and Epic Games announced strategic partnership to transform my son's creative pipeline and customer experiences. So um, what's really happening, um, and I know because I've seen this many times um, on the games industry side, is basically LVMH is is certainly exploring the world of gaming and the metaverse and all that, but they've paid Epic Games um, for this partnership. And I imagine what that looks like is um, Epic Games is going to be uh, you know, offering their expertise and their technology to create uh, immersive experiences that um, are in line with with LVMH brands, right? So you can imagine like 
we recently saw their their NFT release um, of of some of their their luggage. Um, they obviously own a lot of different products and brands, but um, if they want to create sort of you know digital virtual experiences um, using their brand, they don't know how to do that themselves. They're hiring someone else to do that for them, and Epic is is one of the most premier game companies out there that can that can handle it. So great job to Epic Games. I mean, get that money. <laughs> but I'm but basically. I'm cynical because, and my tweet alluded to this, um, to me, this feels like a really nice way to get a press release and to get, you know, Vogue to cover you. But really what matters is, you know, your, your daily active users, are people going to do this, this thing? Like, are they going to use this thing? And I don't think a lot of people are going to really check it out because you have this weird intersection that is trying to be forced, um, which is luxury goods buyers and, and and gamers. And I do think that there is an overlap. There are people who like luxury goods and they like playing video games, but I am not convinced that um, those two things will intersect very cleanly um, or whether people will be very excited about those two things being um, combined. Uh, I have not seen evidence of that. I have definitely seen luxury brands try to go in this space and have some success, mediocre success, but generally speaking, um, I'm not bullish on this. Um, I think my biggest issue with this this crossover uh, of luxury goods and gaming is that luxury goods are sort of like pay to win in real life. Like you have a lot of money, you can go buy a very expensive watch car, piece of clothing or whatever to flex. Um, in gaming, generally paying to win is, is frowned upon. You have to earn it through skill, through competition, through grinding. And so that's, that's why I just don't see a lot of alignment um, in, in, in these two groups of people who are really interested in, in one over the other. I think it's great for gaming that luxury brands are paying attention, um, but I don't necessarily see this as a big win uh, in terms of onboarding luxury fans uh, into gaming. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think the way you're framing it, um, I, I'm now going to debate you because there's two of us. And that's more that's interesting. What, that's yeah. more interesting than me just agreeing with you and we log off. Um, the way you're framing it is that they're not going to onboard luxury people into Unreal Engine and stuff, or uh, into Fortnite. That makes total sense. They're not going to onboard luxury people into Epic Games, which is why they paid Epic Games, not the other way around. Um because Epic Games is the one with the audience, right? The way you structure the deal, the way you explain how it might work. So I feel like it makes sense that what LVMH is doing is saying, hey, Epic, you have a bunch of people who we think want access to luxury brands as a way to flex. Um, and can you help us figure out how to insert them into your games without ruining your games? So, because if I... Destroy, if I beat you in Fortnite wearing a Louis Vuitton branded sweater or not, I'm not sure that there's pay to win there so much as I look like a, well, I personally think you'd look like a dweeb doing that, but that's a separate conversation about what luxury brands mean to me and what they mean to other people. Um, like, I don't know how that's pay to win so much as it's pay to look cool. And I think it's also with luxury brands, one of the things that's really tricky with it is it's, Luxury brands are like a, if you know, you know, type of situation versus um, like premium where you pay more to get more. Um, so like there doesn't need to be any utility in owning or having one of these luxury brands 
in a skin or on a gun or even, you know, whatever. It, it, it can literally just be a matter of, yeah, I, I bought the uh, $5,000 Louis Vuitton M16 and uh, I did it because now the other 20 people who are that type of person who would buy that know that I'm this type of person, uh, which means we, we belong together in the same category, in the same, same group, um, a special elevated group often is how they would see themselves when it comes to luxury. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like Louis Vuitton is just calling out, just recognizing like uh, Louis Vuitton does uh, branded merch for like the New York Knicks. Um, basketball games are a great place to show off the cool stuff you own, the nice watches and, you know, the cool, the cool clothing that you have. Right. So I, I don't, I feel like this is the same thing um, is like, well, and the other piece, the other, the other direction is, you know, the luxury brand does not make it into the game, which is probably likely and more so, Epic is going to build this immersive experience that feels like a game um, where you can, you know, enjoy and appreciate these digital goods. And I think with that, while I think it could be a really cool experience, I think the challenge there is who do you bring in to, to go and, and, and go and experience that, right? Is it, is it the people who are already fans of LVMH and they want that digital equivalent of what they enjoy in real life? Um, or is it people who are used to, you know, being in these types of environments, gamers, who now are going to be exposed to luxury goods? And, you know, we know it's very hard for games to retain players. You can maybe get someone to show up one time, but getting pe- people to return is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. So I think the only route to success, if I'm giving them, you know, some credit um, or, or sort of being the rational, like, brand manager on their side is... They want to build a one-off event. You know, it happens over the course of a day or a week. It's going to be super cool. We need people to have a reason to show up in our, you know, online destination. And it can't just be a website or a live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, then then that would make sense, right? If Epic builds them this cool, like, essentially, like, digital festival. That's a very expensive proposition. But then again, uh, they have a lot of money. So, so maybe I- it's worth it. Hang yeah, I was like, okay, hang with me and now let's go down this path of this this location. Because I totally made the pitch for why you'd put LVMH in the games and I, I now realize that uh, a big part of this is this 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 broader like location, this destination that they want built. Um here's how I would use it if I'm LVMH. Uh their storefronts are not necessarily available to everybody who wants to wear LVMH product. Uh, the ability to go shopping and get access to their elegant handbags that cost like forty thousand dollars each. Um, and also um, a festival like you're describing. Um, as we know very well, people who have money tend not to have time. So getting them to show up to an appointment is hard. Getting them to show up to a location for an appointment, a physical location, is very hard. I could totally see LVMH goes out, buys uh, 4,000 of the... Um, of the new VR thing that uh, Apple just dropped, the Vision Pros, ships them to top customers who want to buy a ticket to this event to, to, to play in the space, which is a super exclusive space. The space is filled with a bunch of uh, support people who are also on, who are also taking care of it. And uh, you get hand-delivered your, your headset uh, by uh, a person at LVMH. You pay $2,000 to go to the event, and the event is literally a walkthrough of all the digital goods you can have, you can purchase that you can then take into all these other um, Unreal Engine powered game environments. So I could see there being an interesting angle here in terms of creating 
a really high-end retail experience for the customer that comes with something as, as unique as like, well, if you're shopping for a $40,000 handbag, yeah, we'll just ship you a Vision Pro that is a $4,000 product to put on, play with, and you just ship it back when you're done. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can picture doing that on my private jet ride uh, on my way to somewhere else, and I don't mm-hmm. have time to go shopping, but you know, I can go look at things virtually. That's cool. So maybe, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. They they made an announcement that was fairly vague. Obviously, these things take a lot of time, um, so can't can't judge the the output yet. Um, but I do think the the uh, the initial reaction on my end of uh, you know Epic being the winner here for now is, oh, yeah. is is valid you know it's kind of easy money for them and doesn't harm their their brand in any way so yeah it feels like no risk to epic and also frankly no risk to lvmh because it's the kind of place where if nobody shows up it's not like anybody's there to see that it's empty so fairly fairly good little dip your toe in the water type of opportunity um so I think we we probably beat this this story to death here a little bit and be interested to hear what you all think um, about about it. So please, you know, shoot us a note in the Boardbox Discord. Interested in your thoughts on luxury items in games and luxury items as a thing to go to. I, I don't know exactly how this will play out, uh, but definitely uh, toss us uh, your thoughts in the uh, podcast channel in the Boardbox Discord, and just join the Boardbox Discord because it's a cool place where we talk about games. Um, and then, uh, yeah, occasionally on our podcast we talk about luxury goods, uh, which this was definitely a different type. This of will be the board. last time. We'll we'll this never the last time ever do that again. This okay. Just, okay, so we're not yeah. covering Hermes next week. Never. No. Okay. Done. See, I, I know one <laughs> other brand that's a luxury brand. I'm definitely a Mountain Dew and Cheetos kind of guy. Just sharing with the audience. Um, those are my brands. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, board. I think uh, this has been. Yep, there it is. Twenty minutes. Um, of us talking about video games and cool stuff going on in the store. Um, anything else you want to throw in? Yeah, more cool stuff coming next week. Uh, please uh, join our Discord. It is free. If you have a board box, there are subterranean channels that you can also access. Um, we're a lot of fun. We hang out there. Uh, and yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Good awesome. Game. Well, without further, again, further ado, uh, GG, and I have to say it first, Board, in order for this to work. I say GG, and then you say GG, and then I end the podcast. Let's do this. GG. GG. <laughs> <laughs>